And welcome into the Garbage Goal Podcast. I am Patrick, along with my co-host Colin Turner. Hey. We are super excited to have you along with us. We are back in action after taking a much needed vacation from the podcast last week, only because mostly Colin was traveling to a terrible football game in Pittsburgh as Florida State played Pittsburgh. Nobody cares. Keep the chomp to yourself. Um, hey, Arkansas hey. was one hell of a game, Patrick. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to talk about that. I'm still still reeling. I'm still I'm still uh, trying to figure out how to process that. But, anyways, we're not here to talk about college football. We're here to talk about Florida lacrosse, as we always do here on the Garbage Gold Podcast. And uh, we have a heck of a show for you today because today we are in the month of November, in 2023. And we are going to be talking about the way too early ranking predictions for high school lacrosse in the Central Florida, Orlando area, meaning Colin and I both are going to be ranking what we believe are the top five teams, again, in the way too early polls of our own poll, has nothing to do with any official poll. Um, there is no AP poll. There is no there is no writer's poll. It is simply the Patrick poll and the Colin poll. And the best part is neither one of us know how we've ranked either one of the teams, any of the teams. So and, our top five could be totally different or the same or who knows. And uh, the, but, to tell you how early this is, we barely know who half these teams are going to be. So you're going off a lot of history where we're at. I barely know who our team's going to be this year, but we know a little bit of it. And this, this is going to be interesting. Well, I mean, the best part is I was going through looking at schedules over the last week or so. I don't even know the schedules of half the teams because most people haven't even updated their schedules. So who knows what's going to happen? Uh, and again, like you said, it is way too early. You go through the rosters, which are last year's rosters. You try to guess how many seniors are graduated and kind of base it upon the teams that you know, some of the teams you don't. Of course, we've had the opportunity to see a good bit of the Central Florida teams, you know, this fall. Uh, at uh, the Orlando uh, Fall Ball League. We've seen them at some tournaments. We're going to see more kids play, uh, not necessarily high school teams, but more kids play in a few weeks at the Pinnacle Championships, which are down in Naples. Um, I'll be traveling down there with my youngest son, Gus, and uh, he, who plays with FLC. But I know LCO is going to be down there. I believe True's playing. Uh, you got FLC down there. It's a great event. So we'll be uh, posting some stuff on the Orlando Lacrosse Report Instagram account and probably talking about that after the tournament. But before we get into the way too early uh, top five uh, prediction teams, rankings, whatever you want to call this thing for this, for, for the upcoming 2024 season, um, I got, I got to hit you real quick. We were just talking for the show with a couple quick hits. I have two things for you. First thing tonight, uh, as we were getting ready to, to record, uh, I basically almost burnt my house down. So my whole house smells like a Traeger grill. Um, which is awesome because apparently I need to clean my grill again because my pellets just smoked for like 45 minutes up into the hopper. Now my whole house smells like roasted onion, which my wife is thrilled about right now. So I can smell it like in my nostrils. <laughs> so all that said is this is my cheap, lame attempt to get more people to listen to the Garbage Girl podcast because we need to up viewership so I can monetize this so I can afford a new tra Traeger grill. <laughs> or if anybody has something they don't want anymore, Patrick's, I guess, oh, willing to get because he's burned his down, his house down almost. I, I will take a, a used Traeger grill. I'll even take a big green egg at this point and put the work in to light that joker up. I prefer pellet grills. It's easy. It's like, 
it's like barbecuing for dummies as far as I'm concerned, uh, which is why you and I both have one. Yes. Uh, but anyhow, that's that. But I also, I want on a, on a lacrosse note before we get into our, our predictions or our top five for next, next spring, way too early poll. Um, I wanted to uh, talk for just a second. I just thought this was so interesting and I want to kind of get your thoughts on this, Colin. I just saw today a post from a lacrosse club in the United States. Okay. We won't, I won't say where it's from because I have no idea what you're talking about. I know, I know. And that's what, this is what's so great about this. And they posted uh, a a player on their, on their uh, social media feed. And I am, I immediately saw it. Um, Somebody sent it to me. I didn't realize they sent it to me as like to try to get a reaction. And I looked at it and I was like, Whoa, that looks like Eric Dobson. Okay. Eric Dobson is the stud six, five, monster from Fleming Island in North Florida who plays yep. at Notre Dame. who just won national championship. Kid's a monster. He's one of the few kids I've been around who actually makes me feel small. I'm 6'4", 250. Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, that looks like Eric Dobson. Like a like maybe that's his brother or something. 6'5", no, 255. As an FYI, no, Eric Dobson. Yeah, it's not. And I looked closer at the post, and this is a 2027 20, kid playing for a club team who looks like Eric Dobson. I mean, it's, I don't really know how to process it. And listen, I'm not trying to beat the kid up. I mean, he looks great. I just don't understand. And maybe he's a LeBron James. I mean, LeBron James was a monster when he was in ninth grade. This kid looks like a grown man. He's a 2027. And I'm sure there's a whole nother conversation one day about, Reclassing. What does that mean? Twenty twenty-seven by grade. Yeah, by grade. By grade, he's a twenty twenty-seven. I mean, I'm telling you, this kid is like a foot taller than every kid on the field, and his arms are like defined. It was. It took me. I had to watch it three times to make sure I wasn't getting punked. I actually thought, like, for a second. I know it's November. Like, for just a split second, I went. Is this April Fool's? Like, are we getting punked first? Like, what's happening? Yeah. So, I mean, good, good for him. But I mean, what in the world? This kid's a monster. See, I mean, these kids are getting bigger, faster. Specialization of sports, reclassification. You've got. I mean, it's unbelievable the access that a lot of these kids have nowadays to get bigger, better, faster, and stronger. I mean, you got kids call, talking about college football, which we all love down here, obviously. And you, that's obviously the pinnacle of sport. Kids are college ready when they're freshmen. It used to be the yeah. way of to sit a year or two, redshirt, two different things. Lacrosse is no different. I mean, I remember back, what was it, uh, six years ago, Lucas Cott walked onto our campus. He was the biggest kid I've ever seen in my entire life on a lacrosse field, and he dominated the way of his size, but he was a senior at that time. Um, yeah, that's, it's, it's, there's some big boys coming. It's, I wish they signed up for Winter Park. We, we, we have to live in the 32792 and 32789. <laughs> you can't play for us, unfortunately, but, um, <laughs> I'm you know. sure every lacrosse, I'm sure every Florida lacrosse fan and parent and coach listening right now goes, Wish that kid lived in my zip sure. code. Hey, it's sunny in the morning from North Florida. Come on down. If you're up north, get away from the snow. You get recruited down here oh, just yeah. like you do up there. And that's a whole other conversation, too, because, you know, you look at schools like St. Andrews and now uh, Bowles, who can board, yeah. board uh, students. I mean, what a great opportunity for those coaches to start bringing kids in, which they've already done, and mm-hmm. they're starting to bring more and more. Um, and that, again, that'll be a whole nother podcast yep. in and of itself, but holy cow, man, this kid, 
I mean, he had to be 6'4". He has to be 6'4", and he's oh, a twenty twenty seven, and he is not skinny. Uh, he's not like the wimby basketball kid from uh, from San Antonio who's like 7'5", and like 200 pounds. There's nothing, like, nothing wrong with that when you're making $200 million. Nothing wrong with that. All right, so let's get moving into our way too early 2024 top five Central Florida rankings for boys lacrosse. Okay. And again, I'm going to, I'm going to read the disclaimer. I made this up. The bottom line is here, moms, dads, coaches, players, fans, don't get your drawers in a lot. Okay. This means absolutely nothing. You and I don't vote on anything. We don't, we don't have any say in anything. And actually, you know, the little bit of people that listen to this podcast, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So don't chill out. Don't freak out. Don't freak out. And the team okay. today for probably every one of these schools will be different by the time we actually get to season. Again, with Absolutely. football season coming to an end soon, you're going to see kids move around just like they always do. Different districts have that ability. So things could shift dramatically. And claimer, disclaimer, like you, I think you said, you said it a couple of times, this is 1A, 2A. This is just Central Florida. So right. we're combining two conferences that don't compete against each other in the States, but they will compete. I think every team I have on here will play each other for the most part, um, minus a couple of them. But it's this is based off what I saw last year, what I think is returning for most teams, and a few darts thrown after a few beverages. So do you want me to go first or you want to go first? I think so we're we gonna should flip-flop. You start with five, talk about okay. I'll go five, and then I'll go four, and we'll kind of snake draft it all the way up. Okay. All right. So here we go with the way too early 2024 top five. Um, Garbage Goal podcast uh, rankings. All right. So my number five, can I name three teams? (laughs) Because I'm really torn. I feel like my top four are like really solid. And my top five, my my fifth is a, is a, it's a shootout. So I'm going to pick, I'm going to, I'm going to pick one. I have two more and um, I'm going to pick one and you probably, may not even consider them as part of the – it's kind of weird because they kind of sit on the outskirts of what we would consider Central Florida. But I'm going to ca- bend the rules them. already. I'm bending the rules. I can I make the rules up as I go along. Yeah, my right. number five, my number five ranking, I'm going to put Vieira at number five. Okay. Um, I, had, I had right there because I want to give them a little shout-out. I did have there like right next to them. I had I threw in West Orange and Windermere. I yep. but again I feel like that's kind of throwing like closing my eyes and throwing a dart and yep. just seeing who I hit. So I have five cool. at five. I, I'm gonna go with Vieira. I'll tell you, Vieira's got a a All American goalie coming back, leading that team, dynamic in the cage, runs the defense. They've got a couple pieces in the midfield and on the obviously the attack. They've got a team, and that's that's a team in the, in Oxford Winter Parks district that we have to pay attention to. Uh, they've got a lot of senior players playing together. I think that's a solid pick. I think you're cheating from going outside of our region, um, <laughs> but you know it's it, it's your it's it's your if you make the rules here. So good, making it up as go along. I think number five here. Unfortunately, I did consider two teams, and I'm going to pick one, and then I'll do the the other receiving vote. Uh, I'm actually going to go. Ooh. I'm going to go Windermere as my number five. And I have Lake Nona just outside of that sitting at, you know, six or the one that's not being nominated. Uh, Lake Nona has got a lot of teams, good youth program that's coming up. They've got some solid coaching going on. They've got a huge 
obviously like known as growing hand over fist, a lot of Northeasterners and people coming down, but Windermere, Windermere is a program that, that has dedicated themselves to lacrosse. I think you've got some pieces there. They did graduate a few guys. They've got, um, but they've got a program that I think is on the rise and that would be my, definitely my number five. Okay. I think that's solid. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go now with my number four pick. I'm going to go yeah. with Bishop Moore. Uh, Bishop Moore is young, uh, but they did bring some pieces back. Matt Casey is in his second year coaching Bishop Moore. Uh, I think that he's been uh, extremely active in trying to uh, build up that young core. They've had some kids uh, transfer in or, or, or move in, I should say, to the school from the middle school ranks. And so um, I think they're going to be uh, much better than last year, and I think they're going to be a tough team. So at number four, I put Bishop Moore. And so just to clarify, both Patrick and I, all of our his 37 picks that he had for number five and my two were all 2A schools. Bishop Moore obviously coming in in the 1A division. Um, and I also have Bishop Moore at number four as well. They brought some pieces in. They've got some, they've got some leadership coming back. Second year under Matt Casey, like you said. Uh, they've got some good assistant coaches there. Obviously, the foundation of Bishop Moore is there to really succeed and to dedicate towards, towards lacrosse. So I, they should make some noise this year. It's, Casey is an aggressive coach, and he's going to put some offenses together as well as coach them up well. So I'm excited to see what they do. Okay, I like that. All right, so we're we're in. Uh, Can I say something before you four. go? I think yeah. we're going to be aligned on every single pick from here on out. Okay, all right. So I'll I'll hit you with it right away. Number three, with the way too early 2024 uh, rankings, I'm going to go with Mount Verde. Um, oh, wrong. Yeah, uh, we, yeah, it's fine. That's all right. Okay. Um, I think Mount Verde uh, is going to be much better this year. Uh, I think they've brought in a few guys. Uh, they're obviously well coached by Chris Balding. Yeah. Um, I think they're gonna they're gonna surprise some people. They will have some trouble uh, with the the really good one A teams, but you know they always play good teams. They play good competition. They're well coached, and um, I think they're going to have a solid year. I think they'll have a tough time making to the final four, but that doesn't mean they can't have a great year. So number yep. three, I've got Mount Verde. So Mount Verde, another 1A program. Again, they've got a great support, like another another school that can board, another school that can recruit and bring kids in for sure. They've also got Tom O'Grady, who used to coach at Winter Park High School, who's now, I believe, the director of their youth program. So again, they're, any coaches that are sitting out there, if you're not paying attention to your youth, your youth, it's a, it's a situation of failure. And so uh, Montverde's doing that. Tom O'Grady's one hell of a coach. And he, I saw, I literally was walking at one of our summer league teams. And I heard this guy yell out and it gave me like a cold chill of fear. And it was Tom O'Grady because that was one of my coaches. So it was great to see him. Did you immediately there. hit the ground? Did you immediately, immediately hit the ground start doing push-ups? Immediately start running. Uh, but yeah, it, 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 that's, a, that's a hell of a program. They're only building and getting stronger. So my number three, call it a homer pick. I got Winter Park High School sitting at number three, a 2A program. Uh, Winter Park, definitely, and you, uh, the hate, I agree with it. We lost 17 players. We lost a core of our offense. We lost our starting goalie. We lost multiple All-Americans. Um, but it's a different team. It's a hungry team. It's a team wanting to prove itself. A lot of youth that's been sitting on our back end because all of these seniors there are there ready to step up and take take the lead. Uh, we have another influx of another coach that's come over, Lake Brantley's old coach. Matt Campbell is now on our staff. Uh, working with the defense and doing things there. He brings a completely different energy. So I'm excited to have him on the staff along with Charlie back into Bedalini and then uh, Ryan Healy, obviously. So I'm excited to see what's going to come out of Winter Park. The talent's there. I think we have nine or eight, nine to 10 freshmen 
You've got another loaded class coming up in the eighth grade year. So they'll take their bumps, in my opinion, their bruises this year. But I think they're going to be right in the thick of it. And that'll be a Winter Park Vieira right there, in my opinion. Yep. That's a good pick. Good pick. All right. So now the number two pick on the way too early uh, poll, the top five in Central Florida area. I'm going to go with uh, Lake Highland. Uh, I think this is a no-brainer. Lake Highland is, let's just say it, they're loaded. They have uh, some studs. They've got two, at least, well, they have two Division I um, uh, attack and midfielder. Uh, They also have uh, a Division II committed faceoff in Max Raider. They're well coached. They have a a great support system for the program. They have consistently competed at the highest level in the 1A and in the Central Florida area. Um, They made a great run to the Final Four last year when a lot of people weren't expecting them to make a run. I mean, I remember a lot of people talking about Lake Highland this time last year going, I don't know. I, 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 there was a lot of doubt on what they could do, and they proved a lot of people wrong. They played really well. Um, you know, they came up short in the Final Four against some really great top competition, and that's the, the, the tension point for them is, again, the Final Four. You run into Bowles. You run into Jesuit. You run into, of course, the juggernaut of St. Andrews. What will happen? Who knows? But I think it's extremely realistic that we're going to see them in the Final Four. I'd love to see them in the state championship to have a chance to win one, um, considering they don't compete now against Winter Park in the uh, I'm all actual, all they want. I'm at it, buddy. I, I, I'm, I'm all for it. So uh, I have number two, Lake Highland. Yeah, and, and, and last year, I mean, they, they, they played well. I mean, Jeff Vandermeulen and his staff, Jeff's one of the, one of the, one of the better. I mean, I, I love listening to him talk about lacrosse. Had the opportunity to coach and listen to coach. He coached my son this whole summer. It was awesome to watch him coach the little guys. And obviously, as he coaches at Lake Highland Prep, they're fully supported by their school. They are fully all in on, on athletics. So I think I think Lake Highland Prep with that loaded team's gonna make some noise. I think they get I think they go all the way into the playoffs. A lot of things can happen, but um another one A team that we're on the exact same page with. I got them a solid number two, if not one, in my opinion. Um in in central florida i mean they're the class i wish they weren't in central florida because 98 percent of the roster is winter park people but hey <laughs> love the academic institution of lake highland prep love everybody there just wish they didn't exist <laughs> it's a loving relationship yeah all right so uh this is probably the least in uh least highly secretive mystery number one pick uh for the way too early 2024 season Boys Lacrosse Poll here on the Garbage Bowl Podcast. Of course, I'm going to go with, and I'm sure you will too, Lake Mary High School with their number one. Uh, They're defending state champions in the 2A. Last year, uh, pretty much rickrolled everybody they played in the state. Um, They had a great game against Bonavidra. Um, They had a a great game against St. Thomas. Um, You know, they, they, they beat a good Winter Park team last year. They beat Lake Highland. I was at that Lake Highland game. Um, they 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 kind of overwhelmed Lake Island to be honest with you. And Lake Island, that's no knock on Lake Island; they're a great team. But uh, it, you know they they're good, and they're returning pretty much their whole team. So, and I know they have a few kids that um, have actually come in. They have one kid that moved in from North Carolina. I think the parents moved to the area. Then another kid that maybe moved in. So you know they're going to be the team to beat. It's really you know not to put too much pressure on them. And I'm sure the coaches probably don't love me making these kind of predictions, but in my opinion, it's their state championship to lose. And so it's going to be up to teams like Ponte Vedra, uh, St. Thomas, uh, po- quite possibly 
you know, a Vieira, a Winter Park, somebody to try to figure out a way to knock them off. But my number one uh, for the top five way too early 2024 poll is Lake Mary. Yeah, it's an absolute no-brainer. They return every single horse for the most part. And in my opinion, the most important position at the goal. They've got a goalie there that's completely in control of that defense. They're aggressive. They fly around. Then all of a sudden you've got shooters coming at you from every angle. Um, It's... I think it's a state championship to lose. I think you've got St. Thomas Aquinas that is going to be very teed up, ready to go. They're using that, what happened last year, to really re-gear and give them a challenge. But again, Lake Mary's got to make it through that northeast region. They've got to get through Ponte Vedra. Ponte Vedra's not going to lay down. They've got a lot of things to do. But for the Central Florida rankings, by far, in my opinion, the number they are the top dog in Central Florida. Uh, and they've earned it. They earned that They earned that crown last year and overwhelmingly. So... Uh, yeah, I couldn't. That was the easiest. That the top two were the easiest things for me to figure out in this poll uh, between Lake Mary and Lake yeah. Conference. You got two, and how how awesome is that? Two contenders in both one A and two A are right here in our backyard, which I think is phenomenal. And that game, I believe they play again this year. I know we play both of those teams this year. I believe Bishop Moore plays all all three of us. So your top four right there that we just talked about in Montverde, I think we all play in your top four as well. Um, one other thing is pretty ridiculous to tell you where how great Central Florida lacrosse is. In both of our top fives, I selected uh, – where is it? I selected two two A's – no, three two A's and two one A's. You selected three one A's, and I selected two, and you selected two two A's. So, again, it's a coin flip any way you look at it. But in the Blue Bloods of Central Florida are what we're naming here. That, that's yeah, this it's – it's the names that you would expect to hear, and, and, and all of them are, are back in action. I I think I probably purposely left Winter Park off the list just to piss my son off. Um, but, you know, but that's what good dads do, right? I'm trying to, I'm trying to, trying to give him locker room material. Um, but that's in, all in all – two old parts <laughs> talking about lacrosse. And I'll be in there yelling at him, so it'll be all right. Right, right. I mean, excuse so, me, but, coaching. Yeah, it's coaching him. Yelling. Well, the same thing. Uh, but you know, it's uh it is, it's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting year uh, for, for some teams. You know, I think um, you're going to see Lake Highland take care of business. I think you're going to see Lake Mary take care of business. And then I think you're going to see a whole host of teams that are going to have ups and downs, you know, just like you spoke about earlier, you know, Winter Park is a very young team. Um, you know, there's only, you know, we've graduated 17 seniors and there's only a couple possibly on the varsity this year, and it's going to be heavy um, sophomores and freshmen. You know, Lake Mary, on the other hand, it's going to be heavy on their juniors and seniors. You know, and those kids all won a state championship last year. Uh, you got Lake Highland kids that are going to be heavy seniors. Um, you've got a team like Vieira that has some good juniors and seniors that have built, that have played the last couple of years, tried to compete. They play they're hungry. Them. Yeah, they're hungry to get to that Final Four. Um you know, and then of course Bishop Moore is a young team, and, and maybe they can figure out a way to to put the clamps on Lake Lake Highland. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but but it's going to be an interesting year uh, across Central Florida. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm I think the place where we will possibly see the most uh, opportunity for some teams to win where they maybe haven't the last handful of years is in the two A. Um, yeah. Aside from Lake Mary, you know, possibly shellacking everybody. Um, you know, there's going to be some great competition in the two-day rig, just like you mentioned about Winter, Windermere, uh, West Orange, uh, Lake Nona. Um, you know, Seminole is working really hard on their program to grow their program. Lake Howe is always, you know, competitive. 
So like with Coach Iad over there, you know, like there's going to be some opportunity for some te- teams to beat teams that maybe they haven't had a chance to beat or haven't beaten in a while. And again, uh, so take, take it off my black and orange sunglasses, my glasses here. You're absolutely right. The blood's in the water with what they what people are talking about Winter Park. We've lost a lot. Who are we going to be and what is that going to be? And that's in the region that could open up. Vieira has been there the last three years that we were in that that side making it to the Final Four uh, and making that direction. And I know they're they're tired of seeing it. And that that's a lot of motivation. But again, in my opinion, the most in position, the most important position in lacrosse is a goalie, and they got one hell of a stud over there. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see. And you've got like we talked about Windy Lake Nona and all those other teams that that are continually building and investing back into lacrosse. A lot of Orange County teams that you got to live in the areas to get into it. You'll see a little bit of movement here and there, but they are kind of who they are through their youth, through their youth movements. Some of the Simmel County teams, you may see some movement. You see some movement up in the Northeast as well as obviously down South. I mean, you got to call it what it is. Um, St. Thomas Aquinas is a private school down South, right? I mean, they recruit very well, but they coach the hell out of them. Crowley is one hell of a coach down there. So he'll make sure. I guarantee you there's some locker room conversations and some bulletin board material going on with what happened to them last year. And I know they're not going to lay down. Yeah. And they are, they are, um, they're, they're low. I mean, they have a lot of good kids and who knows, I, I don't know what's where, where they're at in the fall. Cause I haven't really talked to anybody yeah. down there, but um, you know, because they're our private school and um, you know, things happen, right. I just, heard about a phenomenal player that transferred from a private school down, down South to St. Andrews. Um, and Perfect. you know, that's, all in one keep them all in one yeah, you know, that's, that's the way that that goes in those one, a ranks, you don't see it as much, um, affecting the public school, what I call kind of basically the public school division, the two a, but St. Thomas is that exception, you know, because they're yeah. a private school. They're so big. So and I don't know how long we've been, we've been going now. We haven't even explained this. If you're new to this and you don't understand, there's actually two divisions in FHSAA lacrosse. Um, I don't know if it mirrors the girls. Patrick, if you, I, I honestly have no they idea. Do. Yeah, the girl, the girls are two A, one A as well. It's yeah. based on size of school, so the two A are the larger, which predominantly goes public, and then the smaller are the one A, which is predominantly uh, private. And you've heard all the public school guys argue for this for as long as I was in school back in '99, and I think it was four or five years ago they finally instituted this, and you saw these programs that never had an opportunity to recruit to do these different things and the board and to offer scholarships and to do all these amazing things. And I'm not knocking it. You can do it. You absolutely do it. And they finally made the split. And now you see so many more programs have the ability to compete and to do the things that they do because Winter Park High School has probably played in 15 state championships. I could be completely wrong. It's been a lot. And we face St. Andrews every single year. I know I played in, I played in three of them and lost every year to St. Andrews. And uh, those, some of these kids were, were from Indiana and then New York. And I was some redneck kid in, in Winter Park, Florida. And he's talking about going to Notre, D- Notre Dame. I'm like, what's Notre Dame? I know Florida State and Florida. Where, what, what is this? <laughs> but right. it's been a great thing for the growth because you get a lot more teams involved, a lot more uh, programs that have the ability to have success and to be able to drive their program. So 1A, is, it's called the private division. 2A is called the public division. But St. Thomas is a massive private school down south. So they obviously play in our division. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it's in my opinion, it's probably the best thing that's happened to Florida lacrosse, you know, Five. in the last ten years. And you know, I can say that easily, being, being that my kids have gone to public school. It's yep. funny because I will read, uh, you know, like Instagram posts and different things where, 
you know, you'll have a guy on there going, oh, they need to have one division, blah, blah. You know, kind of like the old Hoosiers movie thing where like the little town goes and beats the big school in Indianapolis. And I'm going, that doesn't happen. It doesn't, it's not, it's not a reality. You know, go talk to Plant High School. You know, how many Final Fours would Plant be able to play in if they didn't have, you know, if they had to every year go through a Jesuit or go through a Tampa prep or go through a Cardinal Mooney? It's not, it's not even, you know, in, in like it or lump it, it is what it is. The same thing, you know, Winter Park has dealt with with years, having Bishop Moore Lake Island, both great schools, you know, and essentially for a lack of a better term, yeah, you can just, you know, kids, kids can just go there. Like you can go from anywhere and you can pull kids, you know, you can, you know, say, Hey, you know, you should come play here. That kind of thing. You have your own kids recruiting kids. That's kind of how it works. Yeah. And so, you know, having the public school division has been a great now, now, and this will be a whole other podcast one day. But where we need Florida lacrosse to get to is we have to get away from – we need more, especially public schools, to get better. We need them to have better youth programs to develop better players, keep them home and play them and play good schedules and go out and win. Because it can't forever be Ponte Vedra, you know, uh, Jupiter, Winter Park, um, Lake Mary, Plant – like it just can't, we can't, we right. can't continue this, you know, where you have seven schools in the two A division that are public schools aside from St. Thomas that are basically dominating two A. Now a yep. lot of that's because there's history and a lot of that's because yep. they have good youth programs because all those schools they just named have good youth programs, but these other programs, those schools have got to figure it out. And some of them are doing it. I'll give them credit. They're working hard. I love it. I love to see it, but it's, it, it's got to play itself out. It's got to get better. It, there's got to be support, just like you see football. Kid. There's got to be equal opportunity. But again, we know this in the South, football will always flourish. Lacrosse is growing. It's bigger than it's ever been. But you talk about teams, the original teams here in Orlando. Lyman was in the, the first state championship. Lyman was, was a dominant program back in the day. Winter Springs was a dominant program back in the day. You had, I mean, Lake Brantley is still Lake Brantley. I'm not saying they've dropped off. Um, but all of these programs that have been around forever, you just, you in, the, in my opinion, and my son's in youth lacrosse, so I see more and more, they don't have youth programs. They don't have the support. And they're trying and building and going through that. So, again, another knock on the bell. If you need some help with youth products, youth, how to start a youth program, where to start a youth program, uh, there's guys like LCO. Uh, Chad Love's a great example. Chad Love coached at uh, Lake Mary. He's now, I believe, over at Lake Highland Prep. Lake Highland Prep. He started a program out in the Boone District, and it's kind of it's it's a mismatch of other people over there. He's out of the youth program where I'm with my son, and he's got a bunch of different kids from different areas, and he's reaching out to anybody. It doesn't matter who it is. He's just trying to start programs in those areas. But it's not hard to get a youth program started if there's a need in your community. Any coach will talk to you about how you can help, right? There's a community base to help you do that. So don't be, don't be afraid to ask. If you're still listening at this time, that you're – Obviously dedicated. That's such a that's such a great point because there is nobody in Florida lacrosse that wants to hold you back. Like you're Heck not no. going to call anybody that's a part of a high school program or a youth program. Well, there might be one like club program, like a travel club program yeah. or something like that. But like you're not going to find any developmental club person that'd be like, oh no no no, we we're not going to share how we do that or how we oh. come on. Like they, you call anybody, message me, send me a message on Instagram. I'll connect you with somebody. And they'll help you get that thing going because it's needed. We got to get more kids playing. We got to get get more kids feeding into these high schools. And then it's just going to make the sport that much better in Florida. That's the bottom line, period. And then that will also, over time, 
you know, take away the effect of kids that, again, nothing wrong with it, but a kid that lives in a, a good, uh, a good district wanting to go to a, a private school that's 30 minutes down the road because they just have a better program or yeah. for that matter, just moving away and going to some school somewhere else, you know, like, I, I don't hate blame it. That's okay. If your program's yeah. not funded and people aren't supporting it, I would hate to do that. But again, yeah. 15 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, it was what it was. You played for your high school. You couldn't go anywhere. Obviously right. that's changed now and people are able to do it, but you know, you'd love to see kids stay home and play for their home programs and, you know, have those be the catalyst to get other kids playing in their local community for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Well, listen, that was, uh, that was, that was great. I mean, we were pretty much in sync. I, I figured we were going to be pretty darn close on our yeah. way too early top five prediction. And we'll probably update this later as we get closer to the season I and we'll do more official. We'll do some more official rankings when we get closer to the season, yeah. when we see some teams uh, through that December uh, tournament that we'll have, when they'll have the full rosters, things like yes. that. So that'll be interesting. Um, yeah. 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 We'll get, we'll get to see a lot of these teams at the Orlando open and, and kind of gauge where people are at, but it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, the crazy thing is, you know, once we get through the holidays here, uh, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, I mean, we're, we're basically less about 90 days away from lacrosse in Florida, which is really great to hear. Great to see. Um, so excited about that. And we'll definitely be updating that. So, uh, Colin, thanks for, thanks for, uh, for, for your predictions or your, uh, early too early rankings. Um, <laughs> and we appreciate everybody always, as always, uh, tuning in to our podcast. Uh, make sure you are subscribing on Apple, Spotify. We're also on video on YouTube. And uh, we appreciate all the support, all the feedback. Leave comments, like, share, and make sure you hit that subscribe button. Uh, that just helps us grow our audience and share more about Florida lacrosse to the Garbage Goal podcast. So for Colin, thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time.